Welcome back to another episode of From the Rafters Podcast. Your host, Connor Mahoney, Jake Lane, and Ben Bailey. Episodes release every Wednesday at 11 Eastern Time and are available on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at From the Rafters. Welcome back to another episode of the From the Rafters podcast. I am Connor Mahoney, joined by Ben Bailey and Jake Lane. In today's episode, we got a lot of basketball since we're getting closer and closer um, to the end of the NFL season. So we're going to have more basketball coming to you. College basketball today, IU versus Purdue. Our upsets for the week, NBA tread deadline, trade deadline news and predictions. Biggest all-star snubs in the NBA. Um, and then into the NFL, the good and bad of the NFL Pro Bowl games. Ben's top five wide receivers in the draft. NFL coaching searches. Some new hirings have been made. And then a Super Bowl preview into what is to come on this Sunday evening. How are we doing today, boys? What has been going on in your guys' weeks? Sports-wise, Jake, I know you had a you went down to Bloomington, got on the court at Assembly Hall as well. Yeah, that was fun. Good game. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Ben? You know, everything's going good. Uh, still wondering who the coach of the Colts is going to be. That's about all I got. Uh, for myself, Sunday can't come soon enough. Um, been on pins and needles, ready for that game. But we're going to start out a little different. We're going to start out with college basketball, IU versus Purdue. First off, Jake, what was your experience in Bloomington for that game? Game aside, anything that just atmosphere, that type of thing, walking to the stadium, being at um, the arena, I guess I should say. Oh, it was a cool place, um, packed to the top. Um, I fans are rude. They're not like they're just on the one. They're spoiled. They're, there's a type of breed that goes to school there. My girlfriend goes there. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it was fun. I just I was at Purdue Penn State um the day after we or the day we released last week's episode and the just the just the similarities in how Indiana views their team, Indiana's fan base in Purdue and how the paint crew views that team. It's very similar. Um Indiana is a basketball state, it's undisputed, there's no argument there. ESPN game day went to North Carolina Duke for some reason. I don't know why you, go anywhere besides IU Purdue at Assembly Hall. Oh, I sat on the court. All right, I was on the court for pregame. Um, sat right behind Mason Gillis for a while. Um, Zachy, he's a giant. There's a kid from Kokomo, um, the number three player in the uh, nation. He was there. Gabe Cups was there. Some of the recruits for IU. Um, those guys were there. The kid from... Um, Fisher's, I don't know if you guys keep up with the recruiting trail, but his brother goes to IU right now. Doesn't play, but his brother goes to IU, so IU is looking good future-wise, and, I mean, that's the, the performance you definitely want to put up in front of your um, recruits that could be coming in soon. So, yeah, that was, I mean, it was a cool experience. I mean, that's like the Super Bowl of college basketball. I mean, the national championship's cool, but, like, if your team's not in it, it's not, no one's watching it. Like, the Super Bowl, everybody's going to watch the Super Bowl, so, like, it's these games, like the Duke-UNC win, they're both ranked, or like Purdue-IU. Like, those are the games that are, like, the the biggest games of the year. So, having go, been in, being able to go 
and not being not having to um give up my left leg to go was definitely worth it and i'll i'm gonna try to go next year again because that was just a very fun experience but yeah so now do you guys want to talk about the game well of course okay let's talk about it um zach Eady is unstoppable is i mean i don't, I don't want to just talk about it like we've got to like talk. he's the best player in the country he's not not a question he is no the best player in the country question I don't think I don't think what IU did to Purdue is new like was stuff that other teams haven't done. I think it was just they were hitting the mid-range shots and other teams haven't because in the second half you definitely saw them come back to reality and it wasn't working as well for them. They just had a 15 point lead and that's tough to just get um get back from and come back in in an opponent on the road playing a rival like that division rival or conference rival you know I think Purdue played really well in the second half they're still the number one team in the country not just Purdue fans opinion by the rankings they're still the number one team in the country I think we'll have a different outcome come February 25th when Purdue has the opportunity to clinch the Big Ten for the third time in the last seven years but yeah what do you guys say the game finally do you guys watch it do you watch it yeah, we we watched the game. We actually watched it together, you know. Had a nice um little watch for the game, but um I thought I I thought IU played really well. Um they got off to that hot start and I said the Ben during the game, I was like, This is not gonna hold. It's IU versus Purdue and um with the way Purdue's been playing this year, it's not gonna be a blowout. Yeah. Um so I mean I thought Trace played well. Zach Eady played phenomenal. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, the game, I mean, it went as expected. Uh, I mean, Vegas had the game as a, basically a toss-up, even having IU maybe favored by a point, just depending on when you chose to look at that spread. So starting it was at zero. Yeah. So I mean, it was. I it was up and down. So I mean, you can't you can't deny that that game went honestly exactly how I pictured it. Um, so, I mean, credit to IU, they played well, um, did it back-to-back years, um, IU's got a good team, but they got a, I mean, you beat Purdue, I mean, big whoop, you beat Purdue, but now you got games you gotta take care of, you gotta take care of business tonight against Rutgers, you gotta take care against games that you haven't been able to take care of, um, you've lost some games that you shouldn't have lost, and, um, hopefully for IU, the Purdue game wasn't their climax of the season. I I personally that can happen. I don't think that IU was. I don't think you sh- you should be viewing this as an impressive win for IU whatsoever. Um, we'll talk about storming the court in a little bit, but like I've said it for weeks, IU was built to win. IU was the preseason favorites to win the Big Ten. Like let's not act like Purdue was some juggernaut and IU was the worst team in the in the Big Ten. They're in tied for second right now. Like. And they're finally getting their guys back. That game went exactly how it should have. Purdue, there's no reason Purdue should have won the game outside of Purdue being the number one team in the country, ranked wise. You know, um, you take three freshmen, two freshmen in to the one of the craziest atmospheres in college basketball, and you can't ask, you can't just say go out there and do what you do every night because it's different. And that's they were obviously rattled throughout the whole game. Braden Smith made a had a turnover right at the end that kind of sealed the deal for IU, but I don't know. I don't know. I 
I'd expect more out of that IU team. And start, especially now that they're getting their pieces back, you'd like to see them start dominating teams, not losing on the road to a Maryland and losing games that they shouldn't lose to, losing to Northwestern at home. Granted, they had some injuries, but if Trace Jackson Davis is really the second best player in the country, you'd expect a little more. And we'll see. I think they could. They've definitely got a tougher schedule coming up. Um, They've got Illinois, Iowa. Michigan State, some tough ones to take care of, but we'll see what happens with that. Purdue has a kind of an easy um, rest of the way out. Some of those games are trap games, I think. Um, they've got Iowa. That one's going to be tough. Illinois will be tough, but I think they could go Purdue's way pretty well for the rest of the season, and then if Rutgers loses every game, that if Purdue can keep winning and if Rutgers loses games, every game that Rutgers loses makes Purdue's chances at winning the Big Ten a little bit better. I guess they're I guess I use it in third for the Big Ten. They ride. No, Rutgers is second. Yeah, Rutgers third time. They shouldn't be. Rutgers has four losses. Uh no, sorry, my bad. If IU wins I if IU wins yeah, if IU wins it don't die. So I guess it, de- it really depends on what happens on that avenue, but as long as Purdue keeps winning, and I expect them to. They're going to get their Big Ten championship. And then come tournament time, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so, uh, that was a good game. Yeah, I was happy to see D- uh, Dickie V calling the game. Yeah, but man, he's got to get out of there. Must man, Dick Whitehead. He's got to stop. Oh, that's terrible. Um, I loved it the entire time. It was like, the horse are hysteria. In the second half, there were, IU fans were throwing trash on the court, and they said if some if another piece of trash gets thrown on the court, it would be a tactical against IU. So I thought about it from the top. I felt like that would have been a nice thing of me to do. That would have been baller, but I didn't do it because I didn't want to go to jail. But it was fun. So Trade deadline news. The NBA trade deadline is coming up this Thursday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Oh, upsets of the week. I forgot about that part. Yeah, I picked your upsets, guys. I don't even know. I got uh, Auburn taking down Alabama on Saturday. I forget if that's a day game or a night game. Alabama's a bunch of scrubs. But Auburn is at home. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're 17 and like 4 or something like that, so they're a good squad. Uh, they've lost a very tough game on the road to Tennessee this last week. Tennessee? Yeah, they lost on Saturday right before the game against... IU Purdue, Auburn lost it. When did they play? When did Auburn play? Um, West Virginia. That was earlier last week. Oh wow! I thought that was that day. Huh? Wow! So Auburn's lost a pair. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I could see them having a bounce back week, and especially with a big game against Alabama at home. Uh, so yeah, that's my upset. I don't know what Connors is, but I know a few. Just a. Uh, 30 minutes ago, I called that, so, and I couldn't really see any other ones that were big upsets. Um, For myself, um, I have North Carolina beating Miami. Um, North Carolina lost a tough one against Duke, but once again, that's a big rivalry game. Um, North Carolina, I mean, that team's been, I mean, not not meeting expectations at all this year, but... Um, they got a chance to gain some momentum uh, on Monday night um, against Miami. 
Uh, Miami's nineteen and five. Uh, North Carolina's fifteen and eight. So I got North Carolina as my upset this week. Um, going into the NDA trade deadline is approaching. Um, very very shortly. Um, Thursday to be exact. Thursday. Uh, Kyrie Irving's been traded to the uh, to the Mavericks to join Luca. Um, Dinwiddie. Um, Couple picks and some Finley Smith. Finley Smith going to the Nets. I think. I also um, got Markeith Morris. The man's dead. It's true. Um, Nets won the trade by a lot, especially with the way Cam Thomas has been playing recently. They're not even. I don't think they're enough. They're going to be all right. I think. Man, he's been forty-four points, 40, 40 plus two straight games. That's wild. But yeah, continue. Um. No, I don't think, I don't know why the Mavs did this. Um, I don't think the connection with Kyrie and Luka is going to go down as they might hope. And right now, you have no guarantee that you're going to have Kyrie for uh, after this season, and he's going to want a lot of money. So I genuinely don't see any reason why the Mavs have done this because I don't think this makes them a better contender for the title. I really don't. It helps them a little bit, but they're still not, it doesn't. I don't think it's what's going to put them over the edge. That's that's too hard to say. I think because I mean a team like the Celtics team last year. I mean at this point in the season, were we really looking at them as like the team to go? Who in the uh, West is that good right now? That's kind of. I mean the Nuggets, but like I feel like that was the. I mean I don't like necessarily the player, but you had to pair Luca with someone. Um. I feel like you could have looked somewhere else for a non-head case, maybe. But I think it. I think it'll probably. Good thing is, is Kyrie's going to play play basketball, and when he does play, he's a top fifteen player in this league. Um, I think it should work. I think it's probably it moves definitely changes their odds and puts them in a better place than they were. I think they won out a week ago now. It went down 500 points. They went down? Like. Oh, because you're. It's like, it was like at plus 2,000 for them to win, and now it's plus 4,500. Yeah. I, I kind of, I think it was a, they had to do something, and props to them for making the move. I think it's a move that you're okay if Kyrie does leave next year. You didn't really give up that much. And it gives you salary cap. You got some salary, yeah. Then I think they'll be all right. They'll be able to. Do some things. Um, the plus was they gave up a 2029 first round pick in seconds. They didn't give up a first round pick for like this cup of yeah. this coming years. And then the Nets. All right, two, three, two picks. In. I mean, the only problem that I have with the trade is that Luca is a very much on ball player, and so is Kyrie. And so yeah. put them both on the same team. I I like I saw this video and it was like. Luca and Kyrie fighting for the last shot of the game, and it's like two people throwing a basket, like fighting over a basketball. And I'm like, that's exactly what's probably going to. It's going to be interesting to see it, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant. Uh, I think he stays in Brooklyn. I don't see. I don't see him leaving. Like you're saying before Thursday. Before Thursday. Oh no, Charlotte. They're no. There's no. They're playing too good to just move. They're trying to trade for Van Vliet right now. Every, it seems like every every freaking team in the league is trying to trade for Van Vliet right now. I think. I mean, let's. I mean, we'll just go right into. I mean, the Raptors—they're a team that 
Looks like they're ready to just. They need a reason to blow it up. I mean, they why? got. I don't get that. I don't get why. I mean, I mean they're struggling right now. They're not. Yeah, I guess. Um, I think they're trying to find somebody they can pair with Scotty a bit better than what they have right now. Um, Van Van Bleet's been on the market. OG's been on the market. There's even been talks about Siakam. Gary Trent's been on the market. They're ready to basically for they're they're, yeah, they're ready to do something. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really. I feel like that's too young of a core to just be like blow it up. I mean, I wouldn't. I would understand. I understand Siakam and Van Vliet. I mean, they're getting towards thirty or so. Um, so, I mean... Van Vliet, I understand. I don't really understand Siakam. I mean, he's playing at an all-star level right now. Um, I understand OG because he literally has come out and said he doesn't want to be there anymore. Ha, <laughs> pass blow it up. Just blow it up. I don't know. Whatever. Toronto. Um, Pacers, let's talk about it. Um, They're going to make a move. Go Sirs. I want them to make a move, but... Uh, one and two since Tyrese came back. Thought he was going to be the difference maker when they got back on the, the Lakers game. was like a home game for the Lakers, it sounds like. Uh, Everywhere the Lakers aren't going to play for the next step. <laughs> I mean, the Pacers shouldn't have lost that game against the Lakers, but they also played the Kings and the Cavs, so two teams that are playing really well this year. So um, they got one of those two off of them. Cavs are, I mean, Cavs are a good team. Kings are a good team. So um, would have liked to at least come away 2-1 to one in that homestand but we'll see they need to they need to win some games soon or else um they're gonna i mean they've already fallen out of that play-in spot so um win some games now if you can't win go positive in your next 10 games i mean you're i think you're gonna have to start looking at the possibility of look at that lottery once again um yeah i mean i kind of expect them to start playing like they were playing it's gonna take a little bit of time but I think a lot of Pacers fans thought Tyrese was going to come back and everything was going to be fine. And clearly, it's going to take a little bit to get back to where they were and where they were playing. Um, I don't know what... You could definitely tell a difference, though, with him out on the court compared to when he wasn't. Yeah, he definitely... I mean, yeah, but, I mean, you just expect that to... The Lakers game, you de- they definitely should have won that game. Like, that one. I don't think they could because they were doubling Tyrese... And he was like our offense for a lot of that game. <laughs> that's why you have to trade for someone because you need someone else that's going to do it with Tyrese night in and night out. And I think you, I would, I would, I would absolutely love that. I don't know what you're going to send. They're asking. They're asking the the problem with Toronto right now is they look like they want to blow it up, but then they're asking like tons of things for any of. They're players. asking for young players right now for OG Goga, and <laughs> they have in the Pacers have set Duarte. Uh, Jalen Smith, Goga, and Ijax, Isaiah Jackson. For See, last I don't think you should get rid of Ij- uh, Isaiah Jackson. They shouldn't, but it, with them playing Daniel Tice. They're playing da- Daniel Tice now? They've played him. Hey, three he hasn't played hey. bad. First game he struggled. I'm a Tice, Tice guy. He blocked uh, That's my boy. Donovan Mitchell on a dunk. My mom saw him at... Um, at Keystone Mall, like a month ago, when she was down here, she saw him there, and she's having a picture, and she's like, "Who is this tall guy?" Who is him? Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, what do we got? Rogers said he's not decided yet on if he's playing next year. 
Well, not even, let's not even discuss that. <laughs> um, another player, though, I just read that on your phone, Cam Reddish. I mean, I don't know why that kid, that kid even gets a trade value. Like, is he any good? It's a second-round pick now. That's the value for it? That's what someone's going to say. I wouldn't even do that. No, I don't think he's that good. He's been not great. Ever. He hasn't. I just feel like he hasn't had an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks, I mean, like. But what is this, his fourth year now? He definitely had some opportunity. Second or third? No, it's his third. It's just third. with the with Zion. This is Zion's this is his third year? Or his fourth? Did he get drafted with? No, he didn't get drafted with Zion, did he? Yeah, him and RJ. And Cam. Cam was in the second round. Or Cam might have been late first. I don't know. He was lottery. He was that early? Yeah. 12. What's the lottery? 1 to 15? 1 to 14. 14. Was he really lottery pick? I could have swore he was a lottery pick. I feel like he might have been maybe 11. He, yeah, he was like 10 or 11. 10 there. But I don't, I feel like he got some opportunity, enough opportunity at Atlanta. Wasn't ever any good. Bombad. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, now the Bulls. Let's talk about them. Three straight wins. Andre Drummond coming off the bench, putting up 21 points, 15 rebounds. Balling out. The guys putting it together. Um, they're shopping Caruso right now. They're not really shopping Caruso. They're, stop it. They're not shopping Caruso there. If someone's going to pull them away with an offer, then obviously they'd get rid of him. But he didn't play last night. He's hurt right now. Um, it seems like the team is finally putting some stuff together. Their last loss came at home against the Clippers. And a close game, really. Um, in the beginning of the season, you saw a lot of games where they'd get close. They'd be up and then they'd get close. and wouldn't be able to close out the games. And along this stretch, we've had a lot of close games last night. Um, the Spurs were up one at the end of the third, and then the Bulls, like, with the two minutes left in the third, the Spurs were up one, and the Bulls finished the game on a 46-10 run. Okay, I know they've won three games. Let's just go over the three games that they, who they've beat. They've beaten the, um, 15-38 and 38 Hornets at home. Uh, they have beaten the 26-27 and 27 Portland Trailblazers at home, and the 14-40 and 40 San Antonio Spurs at home. I wouldn't get ahead of yourself. What? How I've said they're playing well. Like the, I don't know when I said that was getting ahead of myself. Well, you said they've won three straight, so they're starting to put things together. They clear. I mean, winning games is going to make you play better going forward. I feel like doesn't matter who you play. Um, I still think they should make a move. That's the only thing. Where? I don't. Okay. Wait, guard. Okay. Because I mean, you're not going to have Lonzo come back this year. It doesn't look like, and um, you know what. I'm not doing this. No, they're shut. No, like, no genuinely, like I think you got like if you guys got yourself, um, like if Lonzo was healthy right now, it'd be a different story. But he's not. So you guys, I genuinely think if you guys got yourself a, you don't, you don't need like some insane. You need a like if you got a proven veteran that's been a starter in the league. I think he could help you guys a ton. You know what? They need to they need to reunite Demar and Kyle Lowry. <laughs> They send them off to Kyle Lowry, though. <laughs> the Heat are taking offers for Kyle Lowry. I would take Kyle Lowry. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've talked a lot about how it's the same team from last year, minus Lonzo. Um, so you get a point guard. You get a point guard. And you, but then what? When Lonzo does come back, and then you just... And I don't think he's coming back I mean, this year. They, I mean, I've seen stuff... Not, that, probably not coming back this year, but... No I mean, he's just done forever. They've said, doctors have literally said about Lonzo, like, they don't understand what's happening. That's concerning to me. Oh, it's good. I mean, there's no question it's not concerning, but I mean, is that... I don't don't think you can put all your chips in right now on a player that's 
I wouldn't say they're putting on. going to come back. I wouldn't. That's there. If I'm the Bulls, I'm in a win now mode, and I think that win now mode involves getting you guys uh, a better point guard. When you take when you train Caruso, I don't. I don't like that win mode. Win now. I mean, yes, because you have the Marn Vooch, but Zach Levine's going to be around for ten more years in the league, probably at least. And Zach Levine's going to play at the level he's playing for probably the next five, at least. Um. He wasn't all star this year. He's been a little, but if you get Lonzo back, that team is just as you know they're still a young team outside of Vooch, Drogic, DeRozan. If they're not, they're not. It's not like after this year, if they do move on from those two, that they're just like set back so far. The Bulls have pieces: Io, Caruso, Levine. Which those are those are. Uh, Io and Levine or Caruso are probably role players for the team right now. Especially Io, I can see them moving him. But the Bulls are in a are people are treating the Bulls like the Lakers are when the Lakers when it comes time for the Lakers to move some pieces. Like the Bulls are in a very are in a not a bad situation at all because they're not they're still a young team outside of their outside of Demar. And I I would say if you're gonna make a move, I'd move Demar. Because we've seen how Zach can play without Demar. What's that? Oh, I don't even. Oh, anyways, Demar. Demar is a very good basketball player. Um, I just think he. It's hard. It's like gonna be like Kyrie and Luca. It's just hard for two. Ball. Guys that want to have the ball in their hands to coexist on the basketball court. We saw it work pretty well last year, and if they can start playing well, continue to play well. Over the next couple games, then or over the stretch, um, then it should go pretty well. I think. I think the Bulls. I like the how the Bulls stack up against some teams when they're playing their best basketball, and just you hope it comes late April. But yeah, so yeah, that's how we run the Bulls. Um, All star snubs. Um, I think the biggest one is James Harden. I. I don't know. I don't like go. I mean, there's always going to be all star snubs. You can't let everybody in. Um, it's just a pack. I don't. I don't know. I feel like I don't know who you switch out for James Harden. Well, now James Harden can get in. Why? Because who's hurt? Because Kyrie. Kyrie got traded. But it was for matter. Conference. It doesn't matter. He's in Eastern Conference opening. It doesn't. Ha- that's not how that works. It's because it's the draft. I thought that's what they said. They said they're still drafting players. But he's a starter. That's why. Kyrie's a starter? Yeah. yeah, so he'd still get drafted to one of the teams. No. So he can't go be a starter for the West? If they have, a, if their starting team's all loaded? If they have five starters? I really don't even know how it works. To be well, I think it's you pick from... Ten starters. You have the ten starters, but the problem is you pick, yeah, from, you you pick from five Eastern Conference starters and you pick from five Western Conference starters. And then you have six... I don't, I don't know how they're gonna... I don't know how they're gonna... But I don't... I mean, Kyrie was a... All star for the Nets. So if you put six All Stars that are playing and going to be playing in the West for the second half of the season, I don't see the problem with that, right? I mean, I, don't, I feel like, I mean, I don't see a problem with it, but people are saying that they see a problem with it. They're clowning. I would put Jalen Brunson in the All Star game too. He's been pretty good. Probably one of the. He's been a what a good signing for the Knicks. I mean, that was a that was underrated. They thought he gave him too much money, and he has been showing out for them. Got him in the playoffs. Julius Randle's back in the All-Star game. 
Anthony Edwards got snubbed, I think. I don't know. I don't. I, the thing is, the older guys carry their name carries weight. So younger, it had, it's hard for younger guys to get into. John Moran make the All Star team. The shooter. The shooter. Yeah. No, John Murray, Yeah, he made it. He did. Oh, I thought he got snubbed too. Um, D Fox. I'm pretty I, sure he made it. Yeah, you did. He did. I'm pretty sure. Um. So should we talk about Zion's a starter? <laughs> Things not looking up either as we continue into the NFL Pro Bowl. Um, I think you should just get rid of it. That's I think very... it went well. I really I thought it went better than it. Than it it I that's still boring. The views were way up. The views were down from last year, but no, I mean, they're still pretty good though. They said I I like I kind of liked it. I didn't really. We talked about how cringy the catch competition was. Oh, because the NBA dunk contest is so much better anymore. I think okay, hey, but still better than the catch. Thing. <laughs> that was that was terrible. Oh. One of the one of the c- contestants didn't even catch a ball. I mean, <laughs> making an insane catch, dunking the basketball. Yeah, but if an insane catch never happens, like there's not like. But like that's the same as like Cole Anthony missing dunks at his Tim's. Like I don't know, it's a hard. It could be cool. You can make it different. It's just tough with nobody guarding them. Like, it should be, like, there's ways I would change it. Like, you got someone guarding you. and you Maybe just, do, like, a one-on-one competition. One-on-one competition, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That would be cool. Um, yeah, it was pretty, I mean, it was whack. I think they need to do a better job throughout the week. I mean, they were doing Pro Bowl stuff all weekend. Who knew? Like, did you guys even know that they were doing stuff? Well, we knew that they were doing, like, dodgeball. Like, there's no, like, it wasn't there's, covered that great. The dodgeball. I feel like... That's the problem. Always been one of the problems for the Pro Bowl all the whole week. They don't really. There's nothing, no reason to like turn it on. I feel like you've got to grab it better. Um, the games were kind of cool, but they were kind of dull. I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. Yeah, just get rid of it. But I also saw a, which just is completely unrealistic, making two worst teams play for the first overall pick. That'd be cool. No, I wouldn't. So you're saying the winner gets the first? The one? winner. Yeah. Because then you have, I mean, why should why should you sucking, you know, help, I mean, be a gift? You're giving, like, the first overall pick is franchise altering. I mean, look at Jacksonville, Cleveland's Cleveland, but the teams that have had it, the Chiefs had it not that, not that long ago. The Colts are on the bottom end at um from theirs now, but I feel like it's a that's a that's not something to just be like the first overall pick. It's 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 franchise altering. The Bears have only had it one other time. Um, yeah, but that wouldn't that be cool? I don't think they're they can't do that. That's I think you will. Yeah, don't think it's a smart idea. But the Bears beat the Houston Texans in week three, so they do it again. They do it again. But yeah. Um, yeah, Ben, you want to talk about your um, top five wide receivers? Can I give them some names that I want to talk about in the first from the Senior Bowl? Senior Bowl? Yeah. I'm going sure. that a lot. Some guys that played really well. Um, what's the kid from Michigan State's name? Jalen Reed? Jaden Reed? Jordan? We'll, we'll position wide receiver. I didn't know it's C. Oh, he balled out. Um, Tank Dell led um, 
college football interceptions and yards, and he kind of flew under the radar all season. Put on had a great performance at the Senior Bowl. Um, and the kid from MSU played played pretty well. I like Big Ten receivers. Um, coming out of coming into the draft, this this class isn't top heavy so much. There's some guys, Jordan Addison, um, Quentin Johnson, Jackson Smith and Jigba. There's there's a few up on the top end, but the middle, Jaden Reed, yeah. two like rounds two to seven is loaded. Charlie Jones out of Purdue. If you get him in the seventh, you've got the next Hunter Renfro. He's gonna be a stud. Telling you, um, Ben, what do you got for top five though? Top five, we're gonna start off with uh, honestly, the top two I have in front of number three is because the man didn't play. But number one, I got Quentin Johnston at the TCU. Uh, don't know if he, his his best like the one game that I saw him like really play well in was uh, Michigan. He He, uh, I mean, he had, I think, two touchdowns in that game, and he was... I want to talk, yeah, I like talking about it. Um, he's very raw, I'd say. I'd say his skills aren't, he's just a big guy. He's giant, and he's... What are his measurables, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got you, I got you on that. Sorry. He's very, yeah, he's very... Six-hole. He reminds me of a Kevin White. Yeah. Coming out of college, just a giant guy. Not all there yet, wide receiver... Skill wise, but has the potential to be. Um, he's tall and fast. Yeah, I'd say those are the two easiest things to work with when you've got a wide receiver and you just put it in front of a coach and say, "Make something out of this." I like you said he's your top, he's your number one. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Of him as my number one. Wow. Number two will also maybe surprise you, Jordan Allen. Oh goodness! Out of SC. Addison was very good. He's a who's uh, what's a comp? Who would you compare him to? Um, uh, see on here it has him comped as Devonte Smith, and I don't. I yeah, that's I kind of like that. You just, I mean, he is he's six foot one seventy five. Not that big. That big. I was gonna say more of like a um, like a Terry McLaurin type guy. Yeah, another small guy. Yeah, fan of another thing. Um, he didn't really show off a lot at SC, but his sophomore year and Pitt, he won the Bolitnikoff, which I think that's what's carrying him right now. In my personal, I I think it would be fun to see because he's a, he was a junior, he's not a senior, so we didn't get to see him at the Senior Bowl or anything. So, um, seeing him at the combine would be nice. Yeah, to see what he can do. So yeah, on to three. Three yaks and yeah, Smith and, and Jigba. Uh, I think him and I think all three of these can be interchangeable though. What do you say? Yeah, but the only problem is is Jigba had injuries all year, so it's holding him back. But when he can, when he's on the field though, he's good. Don't get me wrong. When he's on the field, I mean, three hundred yards in a Rose Bowl game was in four hundred, but four hundred, yeah. Um, Foo, I don't know. I don't even. He's hard to. He's a arg. Compares, yeah. How tall is he? 6'2"? He's got to be up there. 6'1". 6'1". Like a Terry McCorn type. DJ Moore. Again, some of these 
you think they're six one, but then when they get to the combine, they're like six two, yeah. six three. Or shorter. Yeah, uh, two hundred pounds. So heavier set compared to. I. I mean, not heavier, but when when do yeah. And he's also younger uh, compared to everyone else. Uh, they're coming out at 21, uh, 21 and 22. He's 20 right now. What? Anyway, yeah, move on to four and five, and then we'll talk. Four, I got Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. I like that. He won the award this year, didn't he? Yeah, he won the Blitnikoff. Uh, put up great numbers. Another small guy, six foot 180. Uh, I liked what they said on... So I get my stuff from this website. I don't go off their uh, rankings, but um, what they said was Rondale Moore kind of played like him fast. No, this one's Jamison Williams. Bob Ad. Uh, there's one that was around it, but he runs a four two nine, which is the fastest that I found right now. Again, we're not to combine yet, so don't count me on that. But his uh, his stats at Tennessee were insane for not really having that many receptions. He had 67, but over 1,200 yards receiving, 15 touchdowns. His receiving average per catch was nearly 20 yards, which is insane. You know, Head of the hooker was airing it out. Yeah. And again, another young guy. I think what you see with all these guys is that they're 21 or younger in the top five, which is... Junior year. Yeah, juniors. Which, I mean, doesn't surprise a lot of people because, you know, they're good enough. Yeah. And number five, I have Josh Downs out of North Carolina. Josh Downs, yeah. I mean, is he t- he's taller, though, isn't he? Because he's 5'10". Oh, he's short. Oh. This one's Rondale Moore, I think. He's, yes, Rondale Moore. Wow. Um, yeah, Josh Downs, those are, that's solid. Like, he's going to be good, I think. I think there's going to be a good class. Um. Is there much you want to say about him? I not not really out of North Carolina, so didn't get to see a lot of them. But uh, you could tell that he was their entire offense kind of thing. I mean, man had ninety four receptions on the year, but compared to Jalen Hyatt, who averaged twenty yards per catch, he averaged ten yards per catch. Not a lot, but it shows that he can. He's good at route running. Good with hand, good with his hands, can catch the ball really well. Um, in my personal opinion, since he is 5'10, 175, you put him in the slot, you know, put him outside. Uh, again, another 21 year old, younger. All my guys are younger because, I mean, gives him an extra year to learn, uh, and most likely get better. And honestly, after after downs, I think it gets to all the other guys are seniors. Um, and we saw them at the senior bowl. Yeah. What do you think of like where those guys are going to go in the draft? Like, when's the earliest you would take start plucking some of those guys? I would say like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I don't think any of them go top ten. You don't. No. I mean, unless, and I don't even know if Njigba is going to the combine. Yeah, I don't think he, he'll probably go. I don't know if he'll, he'll probably go and do measurables and stuff. Cause yeah, but I don't think he'll do. He won't do this. Stuff. But he has an insane. I mean, I could see his yeah, draft stock like rising. Lave last year, but 
other than him, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna go. None of these guys are like. Uh, why can't I think of like Jamison Williams, Chris Olave last year? Were Derek Wilson, you got to go get him this year. I don't. I mean, in, if Injigba played the entire year, I could see him being the guy. Like you got to go get him. But now it's like it's not like a shot. It's not like a thing. It's not like a knock on any of them. It's just it's a deep class. Almost to room. They're like everybody is so. It's very deep. There's not one guy you have to have to get. But yeah, so that was fun. I'm excited. That was top five. Top five wide receivers. What's next? A line next week. Tight ends. Tight ends are next week. We already know who number one is. We already Man from South Bend up north. We're gonna put Payne Durham. See a top five. I gotta do my research, Jake. I don't know. Payne Durham's my guy out of Purdue. Stud. I think they'll think I'm biased if I have two people from Indiana in my top five. Are there Indiana tight ends that are any good? Right now? Or are they- no, I'm saying people like colleges in Indiana. Oh, oh fair, fair, fair. Um, so, yeah. NFL coaching searches. The Colts are going out week four of this. They're not conducting any more head coaching interviews. I have found that out recently. So, like, what are they doing? Just sitting on their hands? My guess is that they're waiting pretty for the to hire someone, and then pretty much he's just left. Well, hasn't everyone else sunk? No. Arizona's the only one. Arizona has it. I think it. Is it really it? That's it. It's just Arizona and us. I think because Denver got Sean Payton. Denver. I, I wish we would have re-recorded last week because that happened right when you guys left. Yeah. Now, Carolina has Frank Reich, which I think we already talked about. Did we? No, we, no, we didn't. didn't talk about. Let's talk about it. Why didn't we talk about Tosh? No, no. First off, I just have to say I think the Colts should just um they're gonna end up take a trip together, out. all of them, on like Jim Mercy's private jet, go on a long flight, and then you kind of just figure out who. who really, do Colts? some sort. Yeah, do some sort of like movie. But you know, thing. like you know, like you could film it all too. And then, you know, like Jeff Saturday is the guy you want your barbecue. So I don't know if that's gonna go well because they're gonna end up hiring. They have they take him on. They have they have said that Jeff Saturday is out of the running. Out of the running, I've heard he's not the favorite. I heard he's not the favorite. They, I just saw this today. It's it was from Zach Kiefer, who's poor guy. guy. But they're saying that he is. Uh, they've informed. Jeff Saturday that he's most likely not going to... What's going to happen is Chris Ballard's going to have be like, okay, this is the name, this is who we're doing, and Jim Rush is like, okay, sounds good, I agree with you, and then it's going to be uh, announced as Jeff Saturday. Yeah. I think... It, so, I hope it doesn't happen. But, and the main thing is, I think what's taking so long is that there's four of, I think, the, I think we are down to like seven, but four of the seven guys want uh, Gus Bradley to stay. Yeah, and be DC. So I'm thinking that they're choosing between those four right now, and uh, my guess is Shane Steichen and Brian Callahan. Or isn't it Brian Callahan? It's a Callahan from. Um, yeah, Revport just said that things aren't waiting his way for Jeff Saturday. And then I read the next tweet it was like, when Jeff Saturday said I'd leave if we go zero and eight, they ended one and seven. Poor guy. I just, you know, I don't even know why you'd even bother. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the Colts are going to do. Arizona, I think the Colts' job is more attractive than the Arizona job. I think that's what's taking Arizona so long as I'm guessing that Arizona wants whoever the Colts don't take. If I could see it. Or they want someone that the Colts are looking at. 
and that person wants to go to the Colts, and they have to wait to see if the Colts are going to take them. All right, uh, Frank Reich, good move. Bad Let's move. talk about it. Panthers. Good move, great move. He's going to go get his quarterback. I'm going to win. They're going to win the NFC South. First year. <laughs> I mean, at that big of an achievement. <laughs> It's not, but they're gonna do it. It would have surprised me if they did, to be honest with you. Um, Atlanta could be there, but they've Atlanta's got to figure out their quarterback situation too. Got to go, Renner. I think you do. And I don't know. I don't know how much I like that, but yeah. So I like the move. I mean, I'll, I'm not to say I'm, I'm not really that surprised. I mean, you kind of talked about that since they fired him that. He's probably the guy that's going to get another job the fastest. And it didn't even take a year. He got, he was hired immediately. Uh, Sean Payton is now with the Broncos. Um, good move, bad move. Good move. Sean Payton is still right. a good move, too. I think he'll put that team in check. Well, number one, good move because he's now kicked out Russell Wilson's team and now it's going to actually be a team. That's That was the problem. Is Russ, uh, I think I remember someone saying that to get in touch with Russell Wilson, they had to talk to his agent first and then get a separate meeting. Like, that's just messed up. That's just like... I just I just hope Russell playing bad doesn't get Sean Payton canned. Because Sean Payton... It should. Yeah, Sean Payton's a good coach. Um, But yeah. So there's... I, I like the moves there. Who else has hired new head coaches? What are the other teams that need coaches? Like the uh, Texans hired Demico no, Ryan's for I think it was wasn't it like a seven or eight year deal? It was six. It was six. I like that hiring. I do. I he played at Houston. He he was always I think his favorite job to get was Houston. And he played at Alabama, so he's going to have connections with guys that have connections with a certain quarterback coming out of this draft as well. I like I really I, I really do like him going there, and that's good. I like the Ryan's pickup. I wanted him to come here, so it stinks that he's going to be a divisional. So yeah, oh, where are the Colts? You like who do you like the Colts hire? Is it Steichen? Is that the guy from Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah. It was between Steichen and uh, Ryan's. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan. Are they gonna? Is Eric Bieniemy? He interviewing anywhere? Uh, no, he's not. Oh my I don't, goodness! It's weird, but, but he's there's a lot of people. Are there talks of him leaving to take another, yeah, OC job? I I wonder if people don't think he's that good of a coach because he has Patrick Mahomes, so now he's thinking of taking a different OC job. Or is it not personal? Hell, yeah, it's it, it's he's in a very weird situation in yeah. my opinion. But um, I'm trying to think of Byron Leftwich. I think it's a similar situation, both of them. I feel like as soon as the Chiefs start playing bad, they'll can the enemy and promote Matt Nagy. Because there's already been talks of that happening. Matt Nagy being Reed's successor, or processor, however it's successor. Yeah, predecessor. No, processor. Successor? Successor. Yeah. Successor, predecessors before. Yeah, before. So, the Nagster, we're going to get back in action, take the Chiefs to Super Bowl. They give the job back at the Bears. What? <laughs> um, speaking of the Super Bowl, um, we have the Chiefs versus the Eagles. Um, oh, we're getting into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm ready. We gotta get, get into, into it. it. It's gonna get spicy. We're running a little, 
little longer here, but that's all right. You're fiery. Uh, like we did last week, if Jake gets going. Is it, are we at like 50 minutes? Yeah. Um, Eagles versus the Chiefs as it shows up on our television as well. Our monitor. Um, yeah. Nice little setup we got here, of course, as usual. Um, Soundproof walls. It's awesome. I love the new studio. I'm going to let you... <laughs> Isn't it nice? Isn't it it's so nice. The soundproof uh, banners that we got around the room. I like them. I think we've done a lot technology-wise. Now we just need to get our viewers up because we are following on a budget out here in the dorm room when we've got the soundproof on the walls. Nice. That's nice. Oh. Um, I'm going to let you guys take this one away, um, get my biased opinion out of here. No, we, no, we want it first. Um, we want it. Give it to I mean, me. I'm gonna, we want the biased opinion. Let's hear it, because you know gonna, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to pick the Eagles to win. I mean, surprise, surprise. Okay. Do, I think if I got, came in You got a score prediction. Score prediction? 28-24. Do you confidently, are you confident? That you do you think win? that there's no way the Eagles lose this game? There's a possibility that you guys are going to lose this game. There's always a possibility your team's going to lose. Don't, but like, no, like, you're changing. No. Are you confident? Like, I would say 60-40. 60-40? 60-40. Okay. 60% chance that you have to win. Um, I got Eagles in a 55-40. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, not you know, percentage. Oh, I thought you meant You got a war, too, in your whatever. Um, the, My confidence line is 99-1. to one. Chiefs gonna outrun the table and they're gonna win the game by a lot. By no, not a lot. It's gonna be a close game. Well, when you say run the table, they're gonna like they're gonna win in hand. It could be a close. I mean, the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs won in hand last week and it was still a close game. Like they, the Chiefs were in control of that game the whole time. There's never a time where we're like, wow, the Bengals have the momentum. Like no, that was never the case in that game. I think it's gonna be a similar situation. I would say. A uh, fellow yesterday that participates in betting, can't get him to ever shut up, was talking about how this is a take that I don't agree with. It's going to come down to how much Jalen Hurts airs out the ball. Um, he was talking about how if he's throwing under 200 yards, they're not going to win. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think the game is going to come down to what Jalen Hurts does at all, honestly. I think... I think it's going to come down to their run game, but that's personally... Uh, defense. I think it'll be more defense, yeah. Run game stuff. Because the only way the run games, they're going to try to get a run game going is if they're either up like they were against San Francisco. People are looking at that as a bad... I don't know. I don't can like Reddick get to Mahomes? Can Mahomes have a clean pocket? That's miles. That's going to be... Yeah. Um, with Especially with a bad ankle. With... Reddit going up against Joe Thune. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough game for the Chiefs, but I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna place my tips on Patrick Mahomes in this one. Just the experience being there. I think it's also something where if Kansas City wins, Travis Kelsey's winning MVP. Stop it. I think if no, stop. It's I gonna think, have to be short, quick routes because I think their offensive line. The thing is, I think I think even if seconds, I think even if Travis Kelsey had like three touchdowns in the game, they still give it to Patrick Mahomes. They definitely good. I think they're still. I think, I think Touch I could see it to where I think it could see it to where Travis Kelsey deserves it, but they end up giving it to Mahomes. But I don't. Ju- I, Travis Kelsey's touchdowns. A lot of them are him standing in the end zone making a catch. That is not. Besides making the catch, that's not something that is what he did 
That is like you're, you're such a good tight end. How are you that wide open? He's got to get himself that wide open. But when you've got a quarterback that can throw you wide open as well, there's. I mean, I if 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 he's going three touchdowns and has 150 receiving yards, then yes, I'd give him the MVP. But if he's got 50 yards and three touchdowns, or it just depends on his yardage, really. I think he'll have him. If they win, I think he's going to have more than 100. And I think all these last two weeks, the Eagles are scheming to take him out of the game. And as soon as that doesn't work, because you can't take him out of the game, we'll see. But I, I don't think you can take Travis Kelsey out of the game. Teams did it all year. He's been doing it for four years, five years now, making the games. Well, this year specifically without Tyreek Hill there. Exactly. And teams still had trouble doing anything to him, slowing him down. Um. If you're game planning, if you're game planning to slow one guy down, and that's not working, then your whole game plan is canned. And as soon as Travis Kelsey gets going, then it's probably uh, not a good time. Um, but it's gonna be a close game. This is probably one of the closer Super Bowls in a while. It's probably gonna be one of the most fun Super Bowls. I will say this in terms of um, it's gonna get hot. I think, but um. The Chiefs. You're talking about Rihanna. <laughs> that's gonna get hot. But the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a team that are gonna solely rely on the production of their quarterback. Oh yep. And the Eagles are not. Jalen Hurts could sit back there and hand the ball off all day long, and the Eagles are gonna play the same as if he aired it out all day long. Which could make or break the the Chiefs if I haven't heard. I don't think though. I don't know. There's just not been a game this year where Jalen Hurts has been the reason they've been like they've won. Like, I you know like there hasn't been a game that's been in Jalen Hurts' hands to go win the game. Um, he's done a lot of what you'd expect him to do. Okay, but could you say that's because he hasn't needed? Yeah, you can. But I think I think we're gonna. I think the biggest thing is, um, and a lot of people have been saying that not playing anybody in that type of thing. I think you just don't know. You don't know until Sunday. And what happens in that game Sunday? I just like you really don't. But he hasn't because the Eagles haven't been put in those opportunities, and Jalen Hurts hasn't really been put in that situation. But now that you've been playing in a season-long full games, where in the fourth quarter what you're doing doesn't matter. You saw with in 2016 with the Carolina Panthers, where Cam won the MVP and they dominated every team, flew every almost every team out all season long, and then they got to the Super Bowl, and when it relied on their offense to play good when they were playing a team that was very similar to them, they pooped the bed. Um, I could see that happening just because, not because of what Jalen Hurts can or can't do, just because of what Patrick Mahomes has done in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, his experience compared to Jalen Hurts. When the game is in Jalen Hurts' hands, at the end, in the two-minute two drill, in the end of the game, when it's in his hands to go win the ball game, are you that confident in that? That's where... That's where I'm at right now. And I don't... There's no shot that this is going to be a blowout game. Kansas City's too good. Philadelphia's too good. I, mean, I like... like a blowout first half, but then the next half, the, the team will come back. That could be possible. I think if Philadelphia gets up, if Philadelphia gets up, it's over. I don't see that happening. The defense is too good to let a team back into a game. I think if Kansas City gets up, then... Um, there's always going to be a chance for, like I said, the Eagles defense is good. Those, I like, if a team's going to get down, 
I like e- the Eagles' chances at coming back better, but I like Patrick Mahomes more than Jalen Hurts in this game. Yeah. I feel like there's not really much of an argument there. Um, Jalen Hurts has weapons to play around him. Patrick Mahomes' weapons play like Jalen Hurts' weapons without being those guys. Juju Smith-Schuster, Arnold's Marquez Valdez-Scanling, no McCoy Hartman, Travis Kelsey. Those guys play like all-stars because of their quarterback. I don't think you said... I think... AJ um, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are proven guys. Maybe not Devontae Smith yet, but they're playing how you'd expect them to play. Yep. I think one guy lifts the players he's playing with. I don't think... You know, I don't like just sitting here and talking, though. So, but yeah, I guess. It'll be a fun Super Bowl. Everyone should watch it. You know, get your finger foods. Get your bar food. Sit with the family. Sit with friends. And watch the game. Get your homework killing for all those college kids out there. That are- if, I'm, if the Eagles win, I'm not coming back here next Tuesday. I'm just kidding. I'll be here. We'll chat it up. We will chat it up. Why? Because you're... No, because it'll be a month to free agency, so we'll start talking about Bears offseason that day. We'll be talking about all of... All of offseason. Everything. I'm not... Good old offseason. This is the first Super Bowl that I'm not really cheering for a team, though. You're cheering for the Chiefs. Not really. You are cheering for the Chiefs. No, I'm really not. I don't really like... I'm definitely not. Okay, but with... I'm just any 9-1 to one statement. I'm very... Better, you better be cheering for the Chiefs if you've got 99-1. to one. Why do I, no, you don't want to sit next to me if the Eagles win and you've said 99 to 1 on Tuesday. Oh, I'm I'm very confident in the Chiefs winning that game. I'm very confident that they're gonna win the game. Like I'm in no means share for them. I don't like I don't like Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm not a Chiefs guy at all. Um But you know, it's over it. Some of the some of the Eagles fans have gotten a little <laughs> forgetting some stuff, but it's alright. What's the right? You're just a little jealous. I'm not jealous of Nolan. What am I jealous of? You wish, you wish, you wish Justin Fields is Jalen Hurts right now. No shit. What? Well, who doesn't wish that their quarterback's in the throw? That's so dumb. Come on, man. What? You can put that in there. I don't care. Well, I gotta cut it out. Why? Well, we'll put explicit. It's fine. Why? It's one word. That's not. It even... still counts. As do I? Do we have like settings or something? Yeah, I have to say if it's explicit or not. It doesn't matter. People are doing this. Um. Justin Fields would be in the Super Bowl right now if he was on the Eagles, too. Cool beans, bro, but he's not. But I'm not wrong, and that's why the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. See in a couple of years from <laughs> There's a dynasty loading. Dynasty loading up north. We'll see. We'll see. I thought it was next year. It's loading. Can't a dynasty doesn't happen overnight. Can't build a realm in a day. Can't. Could fall pretty quickly too. Exactly. It really can't. It can't fall very quickly. So it's the Eagles better get everything out of this one as they can. The best they can. Jason, well is Jason Kelsey gonna retire after this year? We don't know. Yet. Don't know. What do you think? I think you should. I think you should. I think I think he retire on top. Go out on top. If they win. What if they lose? Go out as the little brother to your older brother? And that'd be tough. That'd be tough. We'll see. 
We'll see what happens. Anyways, we thank you for tuning in to another episode of the From the Rafters podcast. Uh, look forward to next week as um, well the similar schedule, but we'll be talking more off season um, result of the Super Bowl matchup, and then just more NBA as that trade deadline is gonna is gonna reach its end. So we'll just talk to you all next week, and we appreciate you tuning in for another episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of From the Rafters podcast. If you're not already, follow us on Twitter at From the Rafters for all updates and alerts you're not going to want to miss.